everybody welcome to fantasy watch the show bringing you fantasy overwatch contents for the winston's league platform my name is invictus i'm joined here by my buddy mikey what's up mikey hey what's up guys um today's just been a today in particular uh, monday april the 3rd has been a big day in overwatch well it's like it's actually april 2nd but it's april 3rd now is the time of recording i just came off of a ranked game where i had to you know build a 15 second visor to win against Carpe, a team with Carpe and then as, as soon as I get off the house is coming down with all these Overwatch leaks, leaks, leaks galore. I'm ready to get into it. Let's go Invictus. Yeah dude like you said we got tons of leaks. Today's been crazy as far as the amount of information dropping. We got trades we got pickups over the last couple of days. Since the last time we recorded there's probably been like at least a dozen roster transactions. It's nuts um, but today we're going to go over a few things. We're going to go over uh, a few weekly topics. We got a stage three preview. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Although I think just because of all the leaks that we have to go through, that I think a lot of them are going to be val- viable and important for a lot of fantasy leagues. Um, we may kind of wrap some of the stage preview stuff and the meta stuff and the discussions about the maps and um, the teams that are going to be playing this week. So we we'll might do a little bit bigger weekly preview because we do want to talk about all the new the new news um but we're also going to go over some heroes to watch this stage um and then what players are going to be playing some of those heroes and then we'll do the weekly preview where we just go through some of the games what we think is going to be important who we think is going to win and who you should start and who you should sit um so let's hit it off though mikey let's start a little bit let's talk kind of just give people a base knowledge um, some of the changes that are going to take place between this stage or stage two and stage three and what that might mean for the meta. Primarily, we got to talk about Sombra and then the Sombra changes that actually hit recently, um, as well as I do believe is Reaper in changed in this patch. Oh, no, not this patch. Yet. Okay. Um, yeah, he hasn't even went hit, uh, hidden in, uh, in the uh, ranked patch, but um, yeah, he'll, be, he'll be here next stage for sure. But yeah. To highlight it off, Sombra has received a, a huge change and then another change, which will be in this current stage, and she'll have a significant impact. But um, do you want to lead it off, Invictus, yeah. or shall I? Um, well, I think one thing, I've been watching a lot of the contenders play, and I've seen some Sombra, but it hasn't been where you're going to see 100% Sombra no matter what map, which is kind of what ranked was at first. Um but I think that as teams kind of got better, got used to playing our, at least the the Tier 2 scene, got used to playing against Sombra, and they kind of adjusted for that. Uh, what do you think, Mikey? Oh, well, you're on the subject of the Tier 2 scene. And before her most recent patch to her previous patch, she had a, a near 87% play rate in, uh, in the Korean contender scene. And I believe almost near that number in the American contender scene because she essentially could mitigate another team's uh, any uh, any mem- any uh, team member of the other team at an, at an instant with her ha- with her instant hack base essentially and the only way to interrupt it was just to shoot at her but with her recent patch 
just a slight damage will reset her hack cooldown to two seconds, which actually isn't a huge uh, blow to her, but it makes her a little less effective against tracers now, which, and so that's why she isn't played as much as she was in the previous patch before. I think but, uh, the OWL owners went to Blizzard and were like, yo, Nate, you gotta ta- yeah, Nate, you gotta talk to your homies over in the development side. We spent $150,000 or 200000 maybe or more. Who knows what Carpe is getting paid? I mean, they, they're, every team probably is paying, you know, a couple of players over 100 k and a lot of those teams are probably paying a pretty penny for their tracer players. Um, so my guess is that, you know, they went and were like, yo, you, you can't just nerf tracer into the ground like that. We can't have a Sombra that just, you know, smacks oh, down man. tracer at every corner. Um, oh, man, you wouldn't know it. You wouldn't know, you wouldn't believe it. Like, I was playing in a Korean pickup, uh, pug pickup game with Mirage, and we found the the easiest way to deal with the tracer was just defense matrix her, and as soon as she couldn't shoot instant hacker she was effectively out of the game that was such a broken strategy but um but with her recent with the recent change to her any sort of damage to sombra uh, mitigates uh, it resets the hack cooldown making her just uh, just that little less effective against tracer but like you can go to any you can go to several people's twitter accounts and if, and if you can go back to the around the time where sombra was that broken you can see quite a few complaints from the likes of Wins, uh, uh, and, and just and man tank players like Fact Fiction, Muma complaining about how unfun yeah. she was. <laughs> I think we're still gonna see Sombra, probably not a hundred percent. Like I said, we'll probably see her on a few maps, but I think that do- that uptick does mean a decent amount for a couple of different people. Uh, there are some players out there who are very good at Sombra. Um, Dante being one of them. So I think that that kind of plays into San Francisco's hand. And we'll talk a lot about San Francisco, or at least a decent amount today. Not only did they drop some news, but I think that they are on the right track. Um, they've got some new players eligible other than Sinatra. Super is going to be in. I think that they're going to be have, have a roster that I think is going to be pretty nasty. I'm, I'm excited to see what they can do. Um, you know, on the Dallas Fuel, a couple of players have been known to play Sombra. Taimu used to play him a little bit. Uh, Chips has played Sombra. And, and then we have Rascal. Yeah, and Rascal, Rascal who also big. plays Sombra. And he played a ton of Sombra in Korea. So I think that, you know, there are going to be some teams playing it. Whether or not the Fuel does, who knows? Who the, knows what the Fuel is doing? They're like dog poop on a on your front porch lit on fire like don't stamp it out just let it burn like that's that's the kind of fuel they got going they got players who want to leave we'll talk about that they got players who probably requested to leave and were traded um they're bringing in a, another frenchman to play with akm maybe sit on the bench with akm who knows what they're doing um whoa 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 uh we're getting oh, okay okay we're getting a little heated here aren't we i mean i don't from the fuel i don't know hey of course it's heated it's the fuel man they're just they just light me up like that yeah i agree with you they're in they're in a really volatile spot right now with just roster change after roster change switch um switch after switch and this an x player saying they don't want to play anymore or whatever it's a it's a tough situation there but We'll, we'll see what the stage has to prove for us. 
Yeah, I think that um, there. I believe this patch also has changes for Doomfist in May. Um, I think that that plays in the hands of the Gladiators and uh, Florida. Um, I'm sure there are some other teams as well that have some pretty good Mays. I've actually, maybe we'll get to see some Mendo on May because I've seen him play May. I don't know. It's been a while because I don't really watch Twitter or Twitch as much as I used to. But I did used to see him play May sometimes. But uh, hey, you also have Linkser. You also have Linkser. Yeah, who we used to. Who's also an impressive May. That's true as well. <laughs> so I think you bring those things in. You got Tavik, who loves playing May and is. I had the distinct unpleasure of playing against Tavik in closed beta a couple of times when he played May, and it just wasn't fun. I mean, no one really knew how to play against May back in the day. That she was. That's true. No, you really couldn't. It was just the most frustrating thing in the world if somebody was good at May. Um, and then Doomfist, I think the, that that just has hydration written all over it. Uh, the gladiators get even stronger, right? Yeah, yeah. He just well, he just had a ton of bug fixes, but j- just th- just those bugs, just those bugs well, taken away from not just the bugs, essentially they, a buff for him. Yeah, it tightened his his hit pattern now too. Yeah, yeah. So you can get more consistent damage out of him, which for somebody like hydration, more consistency out of the hero he's playing is a huge benefit. Um, so I'm excited to see what they can do as well. We're going to talk a little bit about the gladiators because I'm excited about their future. Um, but are there is there anybody else though that you can think of that might kind of benefit by the changing heroes of the metas? Any Sombra players out there? Anybody you've seen grinding on Sombra? Uh, I mm, this may not mean much. IDD Cutie has been I've been I've been spotting him just spamming out the Sombra, the Sombra lately. That probably does, probably won't mean too much, but yeah, I mean it could mean and, just he's playing the back we, 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 we have heard that brad we heard that brad is uh going to implement some more of their, the shock players and scrims in this current in this current stage yeah and they've got yeah. uh, a it's full 12-man roster like we're gonna talk about their pickup later but they'll finally have 12 so internal scrims is totally possible for them soon yeah, yeah no doubt um but um it seems yeah that's that should conclude. That should conclude like all the uh, play, all the players to watch because, w- because as much as we want to say that the meta has shifted, I'll be honest. This isn't as significant as a shift, as say from stage two to one. The map pool, the map pools in stage three, again lend itself to uh, a majority of the maps lend itself to dive. That's just a, that's just the harsh reality of it. We don't have King's Row anymore, so you know. Good, goodbye, goodbye. Uh, we don't have Li Zhang Tower as well, so goodbye, Zarya Reinhardt that we love to see. And uh, but we might see on variations instead of running the Tracer Genji, we might see a lot of the Sombra Tracer, Sombra Tracer. Yeah, but so yeah, just it's not a huge meta shift. Just so everybody's aware, the maps we're going to be seeing in uh, this stage are going to be Volskaya and Anubis, Blizzard World and Numbani. Ilios and Nepal, and then Route 66 and Junkertown. Uh, I'm with, groaning at those last two yeah, maps. <laughs> yeah, I'm groaning at Blizzard. I'm excited to see what the pros do, though. I want to see how you play Blizzard World when it's not just a cluster cluck. Um, <laughs> I, I don't... I Yay, Blizzard World. Blizzard gonna just promote their own fantasies. 
It's a horrible it's map, like I think, but we'll see. To, to, we'll see what they can do. Hopefully, hopefully it has its its good points. Maybe we'll finally figure out how to play that map, uh, but we'll see. Um, let's see. All right, so now let's kind of get jumping into the rumors, the tra- the known trades. Actually, let's try to do some of the known trades first. So we actually already reported on the show about Arhan. Um the information's been leaked for a little bit. Mikey got some sources even sooner than that, but it looks like, well, now for sure, uh, Houston has confirmed Arhan is joining the team. Um, for Houston, I think that means that, you know, he's more known for his Genji, um, and his Genji is extremely good. He also has a very good tracer, probably a better tracer than most of the Outlaws players. So I don't know what they're bringing him in for. But I do think oh, he's oh, ownable. Yeah. Oh yeah, lately. Um. Uh. Well, before we get to the fantasy part of um, lately, lately in lately in Korean ranked, which I see, I do seem to I like to visit from time to time. I've spotted him playing. Uh, t- if I do get him in game, sometimes I'll have to snipe him. Whatever. Don't they? Don't they? Don't. I just let that be known. I see him playing the tracer and the widowmaker a lot. So does does this bring up questions of maybe he's. He he might be making that transition to the main DPS for the Houston, the Houston lineup. I don't I I, cer- I certainly don't know, but as of right now, I'd say he probably has the most serviceable, the best tracer on the entire Houston roster when he come when he comes, uh, in comparison to the likes of perhaps Jake and Linkser, but his hero pool for the most part has always like in the past has mostly been. <laughs> projectiles like he's had one of the one of the most respected genjis in korea despite all the arhan blade lols in twitch chat you might see <laughs> and that's just uh, the risk with blade yeah you know and, people are you know, blade he, had, he had a great they... he had a great farah he had a great farah as well but recently and in contend and in korean contenders he's he's been looking like one of the best korean tracers available in and uh, the korean contenders scene so I can't wait to see what he brings to Houston for sure. Yeah, I think that I would own him if you have an open spot on your roster. You got somebody droppable. Maybe you own Envy, uh, which we'll talk about next probably. But uh, Arhan is definitely an ownable player. I have um, a few leagues where I do have space. I'm going to try to pick him up. I've got some other players I'm waiting on to see where they pan out. Now, just be aware that he is picked up. They haven't given us a time frame really as to when he's going to be. Actually, I think Flame might have tweeted something, but I think he's not going to be able to be in the U.S. probably till the middle to the end of Stage 3 if we're lucky. Um, but that brings us to what I kind of just hinted at, dude. Let's talk about one of the the biggest teams as far as or not maybe the biggest. Well, they, a lot of teams have 12 now, but one of the teams that had the most news drop today and that's going to be the Los Angeles Valiant. They uh, have as much drama as the fuel does toxicity. Um, <laughs> like, Envy is dropped. Like, I understand Envy has his problems. I know they had to build the whole team to, like, just do what Envy wanted to do because Envy was just going to do whatever he wanted. Or So that's what some people said. You know, Envy is now off the roster they tried to shop him and nobody wanted him, which, to be fair, I don't think is says so much about Envy not being good 
it says a lot more about probably the Valiant having really bad timing. Because if the Gladiators were looking for a new D.Va player, it probably, well, actually, no, because if Envy just does what he wants, nobody wants that. But, you know, other teams were maybe looking for Divas, but maybe only one or two of them. And I think they had already probably signed people or been deep in negotiations with people at that time. So every, yeah, every team, they seem to have a stable, uh, a, a quite a stable diva player in each team uh, or flex tank player in each, in each team. That's, with the exception of maybe the Dallas fuel, but they're going through an entire turmoil that perhaps we don't understand yet. But yeah, for sure. The yeah, Valiant we'll to today, the Valiant today, they've, they're in. Let's just say the in and out has had quite a busy day or busy week in regards to it. Um, I'm gonna go to in yeah, and out tomorrow the, for lunch. Oh well, wait, they have in and out in Texas. Oh yeah, baby. Okay, okay. Is that as far east as in and out goes? Yeah, it is. And there's there's okay. only like five of them here. <laughs> well, yeah, but um, with the Valiants, they just recently released Envy, and so folks like. Just as uh, Invictus, yeah, just as Invictus mentioned, take a look at space. You know, this 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 says that if they're not shopping for another diva player or a flex tank play right now, they must be impressed with, with what space is doing in scrims. So, uh, yeah, take a look take a look at him. But then, in, but then with but then uh, Envy's not where the news stops because they just recently picked up Bunny from. This from the uh, the Soul Dynasty now, and what do you, what's your take on that? <laughs> well, first, I mean, the whole story starts. Bunny gets announced first, right? And so at that point, I'm sitting here thinking, like, how the bleepity bleep bleep did the Valiant pick up Bunny when they already have 12 players? So then I knew either somebody was 100% getting traded, or or rather dropped or released because they didn't trade anybody for Bunny. So you have to be maybe moving somebody. Maybe just for money, who knows? But then we found out Envy is getting dropped. I think that the bunny pickups, one of the more questioning ones to me, we kind of talked about this a little bit before the show. My running theory is that they want to do what Philly does with Carpe and Snillo and work great for them in stage two. Is if Carpe's playing, he can play Widow. Like Soon's Widow is definitely good. Gives you the ability to play Soon on Widow and bunny on tracer and then you ask yourself well why did you oh well the other trade we're going to talk about momentarily is silk thread is moved to the gladiators um for a cash pickup so why didn't you just play silk thread on tracer well clearly they didn't silk's tracer probably he hasn't played him as much we haven't really seen him playing tracer that much uh in the owl if at all i think maybe a little bit during preseason Bunny is proven he can play at that level. He's in the United States, so he does have his visa, so you don't have to worry about that. And the other thing is, Bunny's play style is he's going to go off and do what he wants to do. That's kind of how he's always been. At least that's kind of been my take on a lot of his play. He goes a little bit higher risk, high reward plays, a little bit different than what Soon does. What do you think? Um, on the contrary, on the contrary, I kind of want to disagree with you on to, to, on the on the regards to the to that tracer play. Because, yeah, for sure, Bunny plays. Uh, you know, he, he 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 plays off on going on a solo mission on some solo mission in the back line, getting a pick here and there, just causing constant disruptance. 
but that's kind of how Assume played, and I think that like that was probably the handicap right there was that they didn't have a player, uh, another tracer player on the team that could play like what Soon like what they what they wanted out of Soon, you know, Silk Thread. Maybe they just weren't getting that output from. Yeah, him. so if if Soon, yeah, I get what you're saying. Maybe he, he's just Valorant, kind of they a played, smooth uh, they transition. Played, they, they play a smooth, aggressive dive. That's evidenced by their players with with the likes of Soon being the aggressive tracer he plays. Um, uh, agilities that you know one you know one man one uh, six man blade, you know, going it going in slashing slashing dashing dashing slashing everyone. They play they like to play aggressive, and maybe they just weren't get that in that aggressive tracer output from Silk Thread that they can get now from Bunny. Yeah, I think that's a good call. I think it so. As far as owning Bunny, I think he is definitely, you should pick him up if you have room on your roster, if you still happen to have a third healer or a third tank. Um, He's essentially in the same spot as like Snillo is for yeah, fantasy-wise. You can yeah, play it's... him on as a DPS 4, depending on who else is on your roster. You could even maybe plug him in on weeks where you think they're going to be playing more tracer dependent maps um you know it'll be interesting to see what they end up doing we gotta fill it out but i do think bunny is ownable do you, i would not start him this week though um that brings us to silk thread actually we'll get to him when we do gladiators let's talk about, fish. about Un- as i say so unco <laughs> yep unco was traded to custa um, forecast the yeah and yeah forecast sorry thank you yeah what's your take on that i'm not i don't want to leave the leave this one off <laughs> i mean the only thing dallas is doing is fueling reddit um it's about <laughs> all they can do now so i think that all of their transactions are just made for memeing and to make sure they're still getting some kind of attention other than attention for being in 11th place um I don't think any of the transactions they've made are going to significantly improve the team. I think that a lot of people on the team are at an all-time low for morale. Um, you know, people can knock Slasher as much as you want. Uh, that's fine. This, you know, we live in America. You may live somewhere else, but here in America, you got free speech. Um, but at the end of the day, Slasher's, you know, rumors or sources have been right probably over 90 percent of the time um so if that's true then if you know the sands you know nine to ten chance that siegel did request a trade and that nobody would take him um that doesn't surprise me because if siegel doesn't want to play diva he wants to play dps there really is no place for him to play dps on that roster he's not better than rascal at genji He's not better at Taimu than on any hit scan. He's not better than AKM at any hit scan. Maybe he's better than AKM at Farah, but I'm not really willing to say that. Um, and even then, what you play him for one map, Fair, that's it. Maybe he, <laughs> like you play him on Oasis and a tiebreaker. So only when you get to a tiebreaker, you see Siegel. He comes off the bench cold. I mean, I would, when Siegel stops playing D.Va, I would probably drop him. Um, his D.Va was. It looked yeah, impressive. It was, I'd yeah, say. It's fantasy wise, it was. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was what. It is what it is. It wasn't horrible, but it wasn't good. It was Bishu. Maybe slightly uh, better than Bishu. Fantasy value was. 
about Bichu. Play was maybe a little bit better. Um, so I think that, you know, as far as the um, Custa on the Valiant, um, I don't know what to take of it. I'm waiting to see who plays what. Maybe he's going to be the full-time Zenyatta player. If he ends up being their full-time Zenyatta player, I do think he has value. Uh, I think he might be startable most weeks uh, if you don't have a better option. If Kareev... What does this put on... Yeah, what does this put Kareev? And so that would... If if Unka was full-time... Or not, sorry. If Kessa was full-time on um, Zen, then I would expect Verbo to play King of the Hill maps. And I would say Kareev plays... Um, Mercy, Anna, maybe Moira. I don't know that those two heroes you just mentioned, like the Moira, the Lucio, uh, the Mercy. Those are heroes that Custa has grown accustomed to play. I mean, Custa didn't play Mercy too much, and his Mercy really wasn't that good. I think Kareev's Mercy's better. Um, I mean, maybe they do make Kareev the full Zenyatta, and if they do that. And I think that Custis value is going to be limited. But we'll have to wait and see how things go. We don't know what they're bringing him in for. They could be bringing in, him in there to, to shot call or to communicate better. We'll have to see. Um, for Unko, I don't know what it means. I think that Unko probably now has the best Zenyatta on his team. But at the same time, Chips is in is really close to that. His Anna... Him and Unko's Anna are both very good. So I don't really know who I'd give the hat to on that. I would say that Chips is going to have a better Mercy, though. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean is you he? can't play... Yeah, it's true. You could play Harry on Mercy when you need Mercy. Um, I don't think Unko's going to play Mercy. He might just go in there to be a full-time Zen bot. If he's doing that, he's probably going to have at least some value. Although, to be honest with you, he hasn't really been performing most weeks with the Valiant who have been playing better than the Fuel. So, take that for what it's worth fantasy-wise. Um, and that pretty much covers up the value. Or, no, it doesn't. Another player. Oh, uh, well, well um, this, this doesn't bring any significance to fantasy, to fantasy because I doubt many people owned Grim Reality. But Grim Reality just recently also has um, either been demoted or promoted in whatever terms you want to put it to assistant coach for the Valiant now. Yeah, I think it's an interesting move. I think long term it's probably the right move for the Valiant. Unfortunately, Grimm's play just is not where it needs to be to be performing at a high level in the Overwatch League. You can't really have a space on your bench for somebody you're not going to play at all. Um, not right now, at least. So... I understand the move. I think that Grimm may end up playing again for Valiant or playing for somebody else or playing Contenders. I don't know, but whatever it is, I think he's a really good kid. Um, I got a lot of respect for him as a human and as a player. He carries himself extremely well. So I hope that he finds success, whether that be in coaching or that be as a player later on. Um, I mean, I mean, with the Valiant, like with their recent videos, I don't know what... what 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 it indicates too much of it just seems like there's always been a rift between coach and player and with grim reality going to the assistant coach role there's just you know the players now have this talkable person this person who's sociable with them you know that yeah they know yeah that's what i say some of them have been playing with them for two years now 
Um, yeah. You know, somebody like Verbo has been playing professionally with him for a very long time. So it is possible that that's kind of their thought is like, hey, we've got him here. Let's give him something to do that's going to benefit him as a player and as a uh, professionally, but also benefit the team in a positive manner. So I do think it's pretty solid. Um, let's see who else. Who, oh, um, some of the other things that were reported. Um we talked about uh, everything that happened is going on in Dallas already. We got to talk about the other guy that we mentioned is Silk Thread, who um, was traded for money um, to the Gladiators, the crosstown rivals. Um, you know, I think that it's a good move overall for the Valiant. I don't know how good of a move it's going to be for the Gladiators. I'm going to withhold judgment because they've made some really good transactions that we're going to talk about. Uh, we've already talked about how amazing Fisher is, but we'll talk about Void in a moment. Um, but Silk Thread is going to be playing on a DPS lineup that has himself, Asher, Surefor, and Hydration. Now, it could be that the Gladiators are trying to get themselves to that 10-man or 12-man roster for internal scrims. Now they've got four DPS players. I don't know. But what I do know is I don't, I can't think of any hero except maybe 76 that he outperforms anybody. And I still am not convinced that his 76 is going to be that much better than Sureforce. Uh, but what do you think about Silk Thread on the Gladiators, Mikey? Uh, well... I mean, Silk Thread, Silk Thread, he's probably the only pro that, like, I've, I've known and played with for a while. If back, at, back during some CLG days, I've, like, I, I, I got, I got to, I got to, I got to know him and during the course of the days, but, uh, I thought he came into the league with quite a bit of promise and whatnot, you know, during, during the preseason and some of stage one. But um, okay, I'm going off. I'm going off topic here. But uh, I guess that he, like I said, he wasn't getting the output that the Valiant wanted. So it was a it was a money trade to the the, uh, the Gladiators. And, but with the addition of them, I like yeah, I agree with you. I don't see anything he plays that he can outperform to, or play to the level yet of the heroes that the current gladiators uh play like with the soldier 76 the tracer the genji each of the each of those heroes they have the gliders have a player that can play better than them in the, at the current moment <laughs> and i i i don't know yeah i don't know why this move was made but you know the gladiators they they've had they've been having success and so we'll see what this we'll see what they make of this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think those are those are good points. I think um, we just kind of got to wait and let let the gladiators uh, let the sand settle and we'll see where they end up. But um, that brings us uh, to void the other transit pickup. I think void is the more known quantity at this point, and I think we're gonna see void starting hundred percent of the time. Uh, Bishu is going to fall back to a backup role um, as soon as Lloyd gets there, probably. Then we may see Bishu a little bit just during the transition period, um, but they brought Void in for a reason, and it's it's to play with Fissure. 
It's to play with Fisher. Ever since I came in, uh, ever since I came in and started uh, co-hosting the show with with Vic, I've been harping on Void and on uh, I've been harping on Void and just how good of a player he was with uh, the Kongdu squad with and with Fisher, and he empowers them now. That's just plain and simple. Void is only going to make this team better, and I the, the Gladiators. They were scary in the last stage. Uh, oh, wow, this is going to be an exciting stage to watch. Yep, absolutely. I definitely agree. I think um, Void may be one of the most valuable pickups that we've talked about so far. Um, I think he is definitely ownable. Um, as soon as he gets to the U.S., we don't know when that's going to be, but keep your eyes open uh, and be ready to pick him up uh, if you have room on your roster. Um we didn't. We forgot to actually touch up on this topic, but um, we, going back to going back to the patch meta, to, to the uh, the new patch and the and the new meta, because of the rise of Sombra, you bet this will this will true this meta. I mean this yeah this meta, we will truly see who the the good Sombra. I mean the good Zen and Lucio players are because because like Sombra. Is effectively a counter to both of, to both of them, but you but you know you always got, you're always going to want that defensive vault, but you know so good Lucios they'll know they'll know like how to play around a, a somber with EMP you know knowing that knowing to to try to at least force out that EMP or force out a bad EMP and then beating or or like good Zen, good Zen players they'll know to trans you know before uh, a predicted sombra EMP. Well, this is this is a skill check for support players in this current patch. I'm excited to see it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think that's a good call out, especially um, as you think about what supports are going to be able to do that are going to be the most valuable. They're not going to be getting that first death, which is what's going to hit you the hardest in your fantasy score. Um, yeah, and um, yeah, and the only support that does that isn't highly aff- affected by Sombra is Mercy. So does this mean we might see a little more Zenyatta Mercy? I don't know. Lucio is hit quite significantly by the, the Sombra, but he can outplay. But he can't. There is a way to outplay it, but it's definitely difficult. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, so that brings us to NYXL, who are picking up Zet and Anamo. Um, I honestly don't know a ton about either one of them, but if they're getting picked up by NYXL, I'm sure they're going to be a strong addition to the team. Bare Hands has made a ton of good decisions so far as the manager. Uh, what do you got for me, Mikey? All right. Um, well, Anamo, I know I don't know too much about him other than he played with um, he played with he was the uh, main support player for a mighty aod during the time that uh kareev was playing dps for them and uh mind you mind you mighty aod they were a squad that were trying to make a run for that you know apex season one champ champions uh so they were they were an impressive team but after mighty aod disbanded with like every with basically the entire team getting uh, poached by uh, the Immortals. I never really heard about him too much afterwards, but uh, NYXL picked him up, and he's he's just been known for his Lucio, really. 
I'm sure his hero pool has expanded since then, but um, uh, yeah, I guess this is their answer for like if Ark were to get injured or something, who would pick who would pick up for him? Yeah, this is their- I think that that's something that it's clear to me right now that every team wants backups, even if they're never going to see playtime. They after stage one and stage two, I think people saw enough injuries and sickness to know that it's important to have people who can slide into that backup slot. Um, but I mean, from, so I, he went to Ardent, which is like a, a challenger series team in Korea, but Smurf was on it. Dayfly, um, yeah. Aim God from Metabellum, DM, Erster, Michelle and Republic. Uh, a lot of lucky future Zenith players, actually. Interesting. So they he played he played in uh, Overwatch the the Pacific Championship, but OPAC or whatever uh, in 2017. Hmm. They went for the 2018 Korea uh, Contenders. But anyways, yeah. So I think Anamo might end up just being a backup, but. Keep your eyes open on it. We'll see how that kind of develops. Um, let's see. What do you know about Zet? Anything? Uh, Zet? I I know I know not. I actually have no I have no clue. I know nothing about him. Looks like oh they're bringing him not as a player as an assistant coach. Assistant coach, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't. I can't even on Wikipedia he didn't say much so. Should be interesting, though. I think that bringing in an additional coach is only going to strengthen them. I think they're clearly one of the strongest teams, if not the strongest team. Uh, so I'm excited to see what they can do. Uh, that The rich get richer. <laughs> right. All right. So then we go to Shock. We've already talked that, about how we think space in the past. We talked about how space is going to end up being the main tank over there. Uh, Nomi's going to take the back seat. Um so I think this coming week, I'm super excited as we talk about the matchups next uh, to see what Space is going to do with them as the main tank because he is eligible now. But on the way to the shock is going to be Choi Hyobin, um, another Diva player who is going to end up taking Nevix's spot. So Shock are going to end up with a whole new tank line uh, to supplement their already improved uh, support duo with Moth. And then have a DPS duo in Dante and Sinatra with the ability to flex in Baby Bay. And maybe even IDD QD is Sombra. Maybe. We'll see. Um, oh, we, I mean, what do Dante's you think about Sombra Choi? Is also a yeah, no, oh. Dante Sombra's nasty. Choi, well, um, uh, well, Cho- with, with Choi. Whereas uh, the San Francisco Shock, they recently picked up Architect. He was regarded as perhaps the best oh, Genji. Bring, yeah, I forgot about in, that. In Korea, uh, in Korea, Art Choi was regarded as possibly the best diva, the best diva in in Korea with with like with people like uh, Fatal from Kongdu Unsia, uh, perhaps contending for that spot. But Choi, yeah, he's been a scary, scary diva player. Every every patch, every patch, and each apex season, and so with that, I guess it's like they they get an upgrade to Nevix, who has been who's been performing 
fantastically, fantastically. And, you know, just building, this is Brad's uh, vision, building this dream roster now, you know, shock. They come into, they come into stage three with a reap with this new young explosive roster that reminds me of the Philadelphia fusion. And, you know, they're trying, now they're trying to make a fight for that. Perhaps that, you know, that season one playoff they're they're still in contention folks yeah absolutely i think you're you're definitely right um i think that it's possible they only have to make it into eighth place it's going to be a rough road they're going to have to post a pretty significant win rate but it is possible especially seeing some of the other teams falling off and then getting better i'm excited to see what the shock has but i think those are good calls i think they are only getting better and they'll finally have all their puzzle pieces so i am excited to see what they do that's probably one of the teams i'm most excited about seeing how they develop in stage three um i think that covers everybody we might have forgot something like i said there was a crazy amount of news um, um saya player is in america oh, yeah. right now we've talked about him but he is in the united states now we did go over kind of what we think he's going to do definitely ownable i own him in a couple of leagues but i'm wait, i'm not going to start him i'm going to wait to see what his role is going to be and how he fits in with the rest of the team yeah i think that about covers all the uh confirmed leagues so far not to say that all those other leagues aren't you know won't come to fruition yet but i think we've covered enough just just in leagues and just uh, for a section right now so that uh, that brings us to like we're gonna we're gonna make some of the boldest predictions we've made and um, we're going to go over some weekly previews uh, we're going to do these a little bit differently we're going to start off we're going to just kind of briefly go over the matchup and then talk a little bit about who we think the top players fantasy wise are going to be in that game um but mikey why don't you start us off my dude with the dragons versus the fuel all right dragons versus fuel dragons they come into this what zero and 15? 20 20 oh, oh no i'm so way i'm way off yeah zero and 20 you know and they come in zero and 20 and they're facing off a uh a vulnerable fuel team we'll just say that we'll just say a vulnerable fuel team very and yeah, one match away dragon, from destruction dragons now they've had a they've had a little time to practice with their new roster and they, you know, they have an impress. They boast an impressive roster. We'll see, we get to see Gregory's debut. We get to see um, Ado fearless. And there's rumors that um, Damon, who's uh, Damon, who's already in NA, I guess I don't know, uh, from NRG is going to be there. Is is being signed by the Dragons to supplement that DPS spot, perhaps starting over Dia. And so you think you think about it, Damon, Gregory, fearless Ado. That's an that's like that's not an impressive roster, but that has that has upset written all over it. I mean, and it's yeah, again, dragons. It's, it's blood like is in the water, but it's still going to be. It could bring blood damage. Blood is in the water. Blood is in the water, and the dragons are the sharks. I think uh, dragons take fuel three to two. Fuel is just too vulnerable right now. I'm with you. Anything Daenerys Targaryen yeah. all the way. Um, now that said, I think that some players for the fuel are going to be key. Now, I wouldn't necessarily start all of these players this week, but you want to keep your eyes on them. we got to see what's going to happen with Unko. Keep your eyes on that situation. Maybe startable next week. I would not start him this week. Um, 
You this want- is like like I don't know if I would start if, I, if like I, if I would start any of these any of these players because I'm fairly sure no one really owns any of the dragons players yet just because that's yeah I think I there mean, are some players who might be and I I think there are less startable players on the dragons just because we don't they're still an unknown quantity I want to see what they do this week uh, but I also think that. Uh, this week, the Fuel is playing the Dragons, and their second game, let me pull it up here. Their second game is against the Gladiators, so they're playing the Dragons and the Gladiators. I do think that it's possible that they play some long matches. So those long matches, play time is king. I do think it's possible that some of the uh, Fuel players do mediocre in fantasy this week. The ones I would be willing to possibly start are going to be Effect, Mickey, and maybe Chips, but I would rather start another support. But the reason for that is if you have to start AKM as a DPS 4, if you have to start Rascal as a DPS 4, that's fine. But we have no idea where these players are fitting in. Until we kind of have an idea, you want to be very careful. But if you have Effect, you're still starting them. I think they might get some a lot of maps in. So it might be a good matchup uh, from from the Dragons. If you want to fly by the seat of your pants, be my guess. I'm not ready to start them yet, but I'm watching. And I'm watching closely. Um, well that brings us into the next matchup. We got the Los Angeles Valiant versus the Soul Dynasty. Oh, on the Dragons Fuel, I'm going to call that a 3-2 for Fuel. What do you think? Or sorry, three two for dragons. My bad. Three two for dragons as okay. well. This is going. To, this is going to go long. And we, yeah, this is you know. Dragons get their first win. The dragons. the dragons get their first win. Every everyone in Twitch chat is going to applaud. Yeah, and, everybody everywhere you know, is going to go. It's, nuts. Going, it's going to it's going to feel it's going to feel um, disheartening for whoever loses to the dragons first. Just. Um. So. That brings us to we got LA Valiant versus the Soul Dynasty. I'm going to call that going to be a 3-1 to the Dynasty. The Valiant's making so many changes. I don't know who to start on that roster right now. I suppose Fate is going to be the main tank still, so maybe you can start Fate. I wouldn't really want to start Verbo or Kareeb because who knows what they're going to end up doing. So I would be very careful about a lot of those players. Um... We just got to see what the Valiant's doing, what their plan is. We don't know who's going to play for them. Uh, We may end up seeing soon. We may see Bunny. Who knows? Who knows? Um, As for the Dynasty, you're going to start your studs. You're going to start Flood. You're going to start Jay Hong. Um, Miro, if you have to, I'd be kind of nervous about it, but it is a decent start if you need to. Um, I'm going to take that, like I said, Dynasty... They take advantage of the struggling and confused and overfed on in and out LA Valiant. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think I think Soul's gonna take an aggressive two map, uh, two map of uh, half. LA Valiant screams in, taking a map, and then Soul and it finishes up taking off the final map, kind of deal three one. Now, um, I for Soul. I think you start J. I think you start Jay Hong. I think um, I say you start Zumba just because for the Valiant, this is Space's That's, debut yeah. on the Diva on the Flex Tank. You know, I expect I expect him to do something, but it's his first game. This is Zumba's like 
90th game, I don't know, like yeah. in, in, in his lifetime, there's going to be a rift in flex tank play and flex tank play, and Zumba is going to come in and take advantage bully. of it. Yeah, bully. You know, welcome to the league kind of deal. And so I, th- I think so. I welcome think to the Zumba. O-Dub. <laughs> and um, Miro? Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? Top tank. Why not? As uh, and then for the valiant for the valiant side, um, uh, fate. 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 <laughs> I can't. I fate. I I can't think of any others because it's just it's unstable right now. <laughs> yeah, and, I'm with uh, you on that. That's about as far as I go with. That's about as far as I would go. I say three one soul. Um. So I think that brings us into Shock and Gladiators. Why don't you start us off there, Mikey? Ah, uh, uh, the Bay, the um, the old Bay Area, uh, the, the old Bay Area square Bay off here. Bay LA. Dodgers yeah, yeah. versus the Giants. Let's hope no one gets stabbed. Well, Gladiators, they're come, they're coming off a. This is their first match coming off a strong stage two, eh, strongish stage two. You know, they, they have a lot of hype surrounding them. And, um, what, but the shock, they have the, this is their debut of their new, their new and improved roster here. And, um, Sinatra, he's had the time to acclimate and practice, you know, without the whole, without the whole stage pressure where, 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 where we saw in the end of stage two. Not that he underperformed, but he's had, he's had more practice time now. In, in a less pressurized environment. And so... Okay, I'm, I'm biased. I say Gladiators take it 3-1. I, I still say Gladiators take it 3-1, though. And the players for the Gladiators... Um, Fisher, he's the most handsome tank and the best tank. You gotta mm-hmm. got, got play him. I say, I say uh, Shaz is going... Shaz... Arguably one of the best. Arguably one of the best uh, supports. He's he's already the best support. It's the Western support, and he's one of the, he's up there in like overall like in the oh, league, yeah. top three. I say you play. I say Shaz is going to have a huge game. Um, the the DPS hydration like I, I hydration fan club over here. By the way, I say I, I say hydration. I have something for this for the old CLG crew. I say hydration is going to have. Yeah, that's um, true. Silk and hydration, CLG back in action. Oh, I never thought about that, but we'll see. We'll see. And Pick for up the shock, shiny. although for you don't need shock, another tank, so. For the shock, um, I think Sleepy might get exploited this game just because of how smart Fisher can play and how much he empowers um, hydration and, and Asher and Asher. I think, and you know, Sleepy, he plays, he likes to play on the edge, he likes to play on the edge of his seat, and he might, he might uh, get punished for that, so I think Sleepy gets exploited, so for the uh, Shock, you play your, you play your two DPS people, uh, the only players I'd start for the Shock are the DPS players, yeah, it starts to not Dante, Dante. so not Dante, maybe, you know, you don't know. Who, you don't know who's gonna. Who's if gonna you start, have, if Sleepy's your, if Sleepy's your best healer or your best support player, you're probably still gonna start him because support is rough. You know, if you're only starting one of them, 
some people sleeping may be the best that you have. If that's the case, he is startable. Just be aware it might be a rough week, but we'll have to kind of wait and see how things pan out. But I think, like, as far as the scoreline on this game, it's, it's rough. Like, I really, really want, like I told you guys earlier, like I am excited to see Shock develop. And I really want them to win. But I also am sitting here thinking, like, the Gladiators are one of the most improved teams from Stage 2. They looked so good at the end of Stage 2, even in their losses. Like, I don't know who's going to come out on top, but I'm excited to watch it. If I had to place a bet, I'd place it on the Gladiators winning 3-2. 3-2, um, okay. All right. Okay, we're going we're gonna to get a series from them, you think. All right. I think, so this I think it's possible. All right. This brings us into Thursday, though. We're going to have the Florida Mayhem playing the um, NYXL. What's your take on that? Um, you know, I think that NYXL is going to win. There's no doubt in my mind about that. Uh, at the same time, Florida, another team that continues to improve. I want to root for their success. I want them to get wins. I just don't see it happening against NYXL. Um, I do think that some of the Florida players are startable. Uh, Logics is startable. Tavik maybe, but Saya players there, so I don't know yet. We'll have to wait and see. But I would be willing to start uh, Logics. I'd say Manton is probably startable, and maybe um, even Swoosh if that's like honestly your best option. Uh, he has been looking improved. He's not dying as much. They seem to be a little bit more coordinated. But if you got Logics, he's definitely startable. If you got NYXL, you know who you're starting. You're starting Jonak. You're starting uh, Sabiolbi. Um, Mano is startable. Mecco is startable. Who isn't startable on that roster? If we're being honest no with one. each other, we, no one. We uh, we would have said we would have said um, Libero, but now with the uh, absence of Pine right now, <laughs> well. Libero is someone you should be looking at right now. Yeah, I think you know, Libero is definitely startable as well. Um, I don't I, know. I, I'd say that I'd say that maybe he's he could garner a DPS two spot now. As high yeah, as without ever spot. having to get swapped out, I think that that is true. I think if you might even be able to get someone to trade to, who? So I guess everybody's startable on on NYXL now that we think about and, it. I, and I just I, and like this may not be as exciting of a match as y'all think, but. You know, Florida Mayhem, Saya player is with the Mayhem right now. He's in NA. I just want, like, I think this will be a, like, a bit of a grudge match, but because, uh, like, because Libero and Saya player, they both were meta Athena players. Yeah. This is the first time they'll still, still, they're going to see each Face other each just other. against, yeah, against each other. It's going to be quite something to watch right there. All right. So that brings us to Fusion in Boston. I'm going to call this game, I'm going to say Fusion wins. 3-1 to one against Boston, who's still going to look good. Uh, you're going to start Stryker, you're going to start Gamsu, um, and you're going to start Neko if you got him. Uh, for Fusion, Carpe, Snillo, maybe, we'll see. I think it is possible for Carpe and Snillo to both do well. Uh, EQO is startable, although he may end up getting fined, maybe suspended. We'll wait to see. Um, Carpe is startable. Fraggy, if you have to, I'd prefer to have another more solid tank option, but he's not going to break you. Although, as far as the tanks go, I'd put my money on Gamsu scoring more points than Fraggy. Um, because he just always has. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
I think that kind of covers it. I think that the supports, um, like I said, Neko is definitely playable. The supports that the Fusion have been playing have kind of been a little bit more fluid, although I think Boombox might be a decent option, but he has not been the most successful Zen player that I own in any league. Um, who do you think is going to take that one? All right. Um, okay, let's start, let's start with, yeah, let's just start with uh, Fusion uh, Uprising overall. I think this goes to a 3-2 Uprising. They... They've been known to pull some weird, some weird, uh, weird stuff, weird, weird crap out of their, out of nowhere. This is gonna be one of those games, you know. If you, and uh, but hey, Fusion—they're coming off stage two, stage two runner-up right here. And so, um, yeah, the map pool. I, th- this map pool, depending on, yeah, depending on what what's, we're gonna see Thursday, though. I think we're gonna see a bit of Snillo and. Snow on Carpe because a lot of these maps they just lend itself to Widow Tracer like whether you Volskaya, get the Wizard World, Anubis, Ilios, Route sixty six that's what the Fusion and Boston are playing. These are yeah these are Widow these are Widow Tracer maps right here. Oh, now with the exception of Blizzard World, you know Street it's a little more favored for Genji but yeah I digress I digress you know yeah but even if you end up seeing Snillo three maps and. EQO on or Shadowburn on one, Snillo's still startable. Um, but then we go. That brings us to Soul Dynasty and San Francisco Shock. Why don't you start us off on that one, Mikey? Uh, wait. Oh wait. No, whoops. it's uh, London. Yeah, it's London versus Houston, Houston. My bad. All right. Well, um, we're going into London versus uh, Houston right here. Um. This map pool does. This map pool does have some uh, does have some intricacies that could benefit to the Houston Outlaws. That being said, though, London. Hmm, I'm saying this is going. This is going to be a three-two. That could be. That could go to either side. Houston. They 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 might have something up their sleeves just because of this map pool. You know, with the last mapping junker town and then you have you know you have the two the, the two two cp maps that like houston has some niche weird strategies with and yeah players to start um so they're playing profit bird they're not yeah, playing uh junker town against london it's going to be anubis blizzard world nepal and route 66 so I'm gonna call London will will win Anubis. Actually, you know what? Jake Rat's back. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna say Outlaws win map one. Map two, I have no idea what's gonna happen. Houston could pull some cheese strat and win. That's just possible. But I do think that London takes Nepal and London takes Route 66. Houston is Garbo at Route 66. I don't even think they ever got it to third point. So. Um, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm going to take London winning three to two against the Outlaws. Mm-hmm. And players to start, it's gonna, like I said, it's, it's going to be a three-two. It's going to be a long series. Profit Birdering, there you go. Profit Birdering. Um, I think they're going to play their their starting support duo. That it, it only makes sense. So um, play play them two. Um, 
gesture gesture yeah, gesture, gesture is definitely started he's a top three he's a top three he's been a top three tank each stage and you know he started he, so that that's just just that history garners that start he's just startable because of that and fury if you have to i'd be a little worried about fury maybe not playing full time but fury is a pos- a definite uh, starting option um that i keep yeah, in yeah. mind who y'all we might then, see a little bit but we'll see and then for the Houston Outlaws, I think we're going to see a solid game from Linkser and Rockus. I think, yeah, Linkser and Rockus are the two I'm willing to start there. Muma as well. Um, he's continued to be a good tank, maybe not top three, but usually top five or six every week, um, which in an eight-team or ten-team league means he's a starting main tank. Um, all right, so that brings us into Friday. Uh, Los Angeles Gladiators versus the Dallas Fuel. I'm taking the Gladiators in a 4-0 over the Dallas Fuel. Um, Gladiators made additions that make their team stronger. Dallas is... Making additions. Is spaghetti, bro. They're spaghetti. Who knows? Dallas is, uh, yeah, making additions. Dropping, moving people. People want to get traded off the team. Like, Dallas is spaghetti, dude. So... Uh, we already kind of talked about what Dallas people to start, but I definitely think the Gladiators are going to be in the right position here. And it just provides more value to starting, you know, Fisher, Hydration, like Mikey said, um, and uh, Shaz and Big Goose, both startable options on in support role, to be honest. Big Goose is probably the only, like, true startable Lucio full-time. <laughs> uh, well, okay, for this game, I would go with, you know, the, uh, for the Gladiators, I'd say... You know, you got you have to start Fisher and uh, Shaz and Big Goose. The DPS leaves me a little nervous because just because you know they're thinking they're playing the Dallas Fuel, maybe we maybe we might throw in a little Silk Thread there, and someone gets a little less playtime. Maybe yeah. Hydration gets a little less playtime. I don't know. That is true. We'll have to kind of float that one and see how it goes. I think though, with the earlier matchup in the week, I think that. The Gladiator players, the DPS playing against Shock is going to be a good enough game that they're still going to be startable, even if uh, one of them doesn't play full time against uh, the Fuel. Uh, it brings it actually brings up a point though. Uh, we we mentioned that a lot of that majority of these maps favor itself to the Widow Tracer composition. Maybe this could that you know that could perhaps diminish Hydration's use usefulness. We'll we'll see. That's just. That's just like speculation I just came up with right now, folks. But um, what do you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I they're playing Volskaya, Blizzard World, Nepal, and Route sixty six. Um, if they were playing Anubis, I would say that that hurts Silk Thread the most on Anubis. But I think you are right. I think that that is something you want to pay attention to the map pools as this stage goes on. Um, but the next, you know, and then we're thinking about it from, but like I'm also thinking about it from like a stage two point of view, where you know it was always Widow Tracer Genji Tracer kind of deal. Sombra's into the mix now. You know, she could bring a varied composition. That yeah, I seen. still think we're going to see a decent amount of Widow. Um, she can perk sure. high away from Sombra. Uh, good yeah, Widows. Like, you know, we've seen an increased use in Mercy, like Mercy in stage two, up to like towards the end of stage two. The middle, of the middle of the yeah, station. absolutely. Of use of mercy. As long as mercy is an entity in this game, widow will be. Yeah, and I think that the 
as as metas get defined, as teams play it out, they scrim more. Uh, things normalize. I think at first we saw knee-jerk reactions. I think we might see some at the start of this phase, and I think the meta is going to kind of calm itself a little bit. Um, the next matchup on the docket for Friday is going to be the Los Angeles Valiant versus the Shanghai Dragons. I don't even know, dude. We bashed the Valiant so hard today, and I feel bad about it because I really respect a lot of uh, their staff members uh, and their approach to things, but dare I say that the Valiant might lose to Shanghai? Mm, I'm not saying I want to call that. I don't want to put money on it. I think that what's (laughs) really going to happen is the Valiant win in a five to two match or a three to two matchup. It goes all five, but it could go either way, man. You think it'll go that far? I think, I think I'll give you guys, I'll tweet out my call for after we see the Valiant or sorry, after we see uh, Shanghai play against uh, the Fuel, I think that it's possible that the Valiant has so much turmoil and is in such a shaky place that Shanghai, who feels good after beating Dallas and has some rejuvenated Chinese players and the fresh new Korean players, and they put themselves in a good mental situation against the Valiant. Do I think that's 100% what's going to happen? No, but I think it's a possibility. Um, I think we're going to start all the players we talked about earlier uh, for the Valiant and not start the Shanghai players unless you absolutely have to. Uh, but who do you think is going to take that one, Mikey? All right. Okay, so I call I call Shanghai winning Shanghai winning against Dallas because you know da- Dallas they're going through player uh, they're going through an unstable player situation, leadership situation, coaching situation. Perhaps I don't know. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to say too much to that. Valiant, they're going through turmoil, but they're not lacking in talent. They're still not lacking in talent. That's true. And and so like, the, and so you know, Shanghai after be, after being after being Dallas, you know, the I think it's time that they came came back to earth and realized that uh, you know realize that there's there's improvement to be made, and so I think this is going to be a loss of the Valiant. Maybe it might be a three-two, like you said. I want to say three. I want to say three-one. I think they they're gonna take a map and jolt and jolt uh, Val- Valiant awake uh, for a bit. But Shanghai can lose this with honor, though. Can look they can lose this with honor because you know it's they need to be brought back down to earth after getting their first win. You know it's for sure. As far as uh, Valiant players to play, uh, Fate, I'm. I'm sh- think sure to, we're have to revisit that one next week because I mean I don't know because of Bunny but maybe we do see soon soon if I would start as a DPS 3 DPS 4 and hope for the best Fade I would start no question but I think we kind of covered a lot of the value and I, I just don't I don't feel comfortable because you have to start them for the whole week right so it's like I don't really know if they're going to be worth starting because they have to play Soul the first game um <laughs> so it'll be interesting uh, the next game though the team we just mentioned uh, you got Seoul going against San Francisco again I want to see San Francisco win because I want to see growth I want that storyline I like these players most of the time um, but I still don't think they're going to beat Seoul uh, I think they're going to be able to take one map I'm going to call it 3-1 to one. 
Soul wins it. Uh, again, you're going to start your studs for Soul. The same people we talked about before. I don't think we really need to go too much into that. Um, and San Francisco, I'm still going to start these players because I think that they're going to do well enough between the two games to justify their starting position on your fantasy roster. Uh, Sinatra, Dante, um, you know, they're going to do good. I think Sleepy, again, like I said before, if you've got him, uh, he might be worth starting because he's probably the best uh, support player you have if you if you have him. Um, but what do you think? Who do you think is going to take that one? Uh... I I think Soul is gonna take this one four zero with each map being quite being quite uh competitive you know down to the wire kind of down to being the wire a heartbreaker kinda. yeah each uh, each map is just gonna be a heartbreaker but uh, yeah, I think Soul's gonna take this one four zero uh, as as for players to play uh, as for players to play you know if you if you have if you're not playing Fleta if you have Fleta power to you if you're not playing him you're an I'd idiot like to, I'd, like to, I'd like to have a word with you but yeah Fleta Jayhong uh, I think Miro's gonna get the gonna get the benefit of being the better t- of being the better tank in this particular matchup against yeah Shock. especially if Super's playing main tank which I think he will be and it'll be kind of his first experience on the Overwatch stage in that role so we'll kind of have to see how that plays out uh, Mira um, will get the bet. We'll get the better end of it. So yeah, I think the f- yeah, shock. I'm a little. I'm a little too scared to come in on that. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Saturday though brings some interesting matchups for us. The first one being the Mayhem versus the Fusion. Uh, Mayhem continues to look better every time we see him. Probably not good enough to beat the Fusion, but you never know. Maybe there's an upset in there. Uh, start the same. Mayhem players we talked about earlier. I want to keep my eyes on on Logic and Tavik mostly. I want to see how the rest of their team develops. As for the Fusion, that's where the real studs are going to be at in this matchup. Uh, you're going to start Carpe. You're going to start um, Fraggy most likely. If he's the tank you got, he is good enough to start. Boombox uh, is iffy like we talked about. Personally, I'm willing to start Snillo and or EQO. Um, Probably not both of them, though. Risky for the biscuit. Um, they're going to be playing on Volskaya, Numbani, Ilios, and Route 66. Um, but I am going to take this one going to the Fusion in a 3-1. to one. What do you think? Ding, 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 ding. Upset alert. Um, I, got, I got Mayhem winning this one. Um, I, I got Mayhem winning this one. Three to two or three to one, right here. All right, because I'm excited. I'm, I'll have to. I'm off on. I'm, for I'm, this I'm putting. Game, yeah, so I'm, we'll watch I'm, it. I'm going. I'm going all in. Chips. Chips are down. Chips are down for this one because uh, mayhem. We we see we see them continuing to improve. Now they just now they need that spark. That that now they need that spark. That's that uh that hey we're here. Hey hey league we're here. We're serious. We're about to we're about to make an we're about to make an, an impact. This is the game. They beat Fusion, the 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 stage two runner up. It, it, it's all in the works for them. We have because now they have they have Zappus, awesome guy, Saya player. I I want to see Saya a Saya player matchup against Carpe, uh, to, you know, to who can who can bring more who can bring more impact in that game to the team. 
and I think I think Sci Player is going to is going to wow the audience. Is going to wow the audience. You know, probably maybe having some outplay moments against Carpe. I can't. I I, I, I Zap Zappus. You know, he'll have he'll, he would have had time to practice by now. I think he. I think he's going to bring a new dynamic to the team. Yeah, he that, might like, end up being Fusion the full-time starter. Fusion even. doesn't see. Yeah, that Fusion just doesn't see coming. You know, where because they've played against the Manitan and uh, for for the while, and Zappus Bruce brings a whole other element with his off tank play. So this this has upset written all over it. I got it. I, I, I can do, I'm giving this one to the mayhem. The next matchup is kind of going to be a draw. I don't really know who. If I would take a favorite in this one, but it's going to be the Outlaws versus the Uprising. Um, I want to say the Outlaws win, but that's probably just my fandom. Um, I do think it's also possible Boston wins. Both teams have their strengths and a few weaknesses right now. Um, so we'll just have to see. I know that Boston um, in the past has had a very effective dive. Uh, we haven't seen them playing a ton of Sombra, but we know the Outlaws do have a very good Sombra. Uh, and the maps that they are going to be playing um, definitely could benefit Houston. So they're going to be playing Anubis, Nubani, uh, Nepal, and Junkertown. The, the Outlaws have done great on Junkertown, especially in the past. But I think that, again, same story we've kind of said now that we're on the second round of all the games. Um, you're going to start your studs, right? Like, you're going to start Linkser. Uh, you're going to maybe start Jake if you have to. I think Jake is startable with the map pool right now, to be honest, though. Um, you're going to start Moomin. You're going to start Rockus. As for Boston, again, same thing. Starting the studs. You're starting Gamsu, Striker, Dream, Casper, and Neko. Um, but what do you think, Mikey? Who do you think is going to win it? Uh, hmm. What is, I mean, what's to, what, what are the maps being played that day? Um, for them, they are going to be playing uh, Anubis, Nubani, Ilios, or sorry, uh, Nubani, Nepal, and Junkertown. Anubis, Nubani. Okay, Anubis. I think Anubis, just because they have Linksers, they have they have a Linksers. Oh, yeah. level Widowmaker, Jake, Jake, the Jake Rat, or something. Yeah, some Jake weird, Rat, Jake like Mumas. Mumas, Winston, and uh, Orisa. I think Houston's going to take this map. Um, Numbani, there might be a bit of a struggle. But now it's Nepal. Who, it's whoever does Nepal. better in streets phase in Numbani. I, Precisely. Numbani. I mean, uh, Nepal. I think Houston will, could, could take that. And then it's Junkertown. That's the make or, that's make or break right there. I think Houston takes I think Houston Junkertown. Takes that one. But I think so I'm, saying, I'm calling a 3-1. I think Boston. Call a 3-1 against Boston. Yeah. All right, I think they'll go to the fifth map because i think boston has a good chance of taking nepal and i think boston tanks numbani but we'll have to wait and see um but yeah regardless like i think this is going to be a competitive 3-1 though for me yeah like you and in the same regards as like you know the the gladiators and fusion that uh, uh last stage so uh yeah every player that vic just mentioned is that startable for yeah for for sure like um uh, Dream Striker, Dream, Dream Striker, that is a de- that's a deadly duo right there. Yeah, They're, they are they are the they are the top duo. They are like the top one or two duo in in the league as of now. As I far agree. as like output goes, you know, start 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 those two. Um, and, that, and that takes us into our final matchup. Yeah. 
of Saturday, NYXL versus London. <laughs> lead, uh, lead us off on that one. Dude, it's just going to be hype. It's the stage two final that that a lot of people anticipated and didn't get because Philly just came in with a hot hand and earned their spot. Um, I am going to take NYXL on this, although London could win it because they want to prove that they're better and they should have been in the stage finals or whatever. We'll see. But I do think NYXL is going to do it. Again, all the players we talked about earlier, you're going to start your studs for both of these teams, the ones that have been starting, um, and hope for the best because I think it's going to be a hell of a matchup. I'm excited to see it. I do think that it's going to go all the way, go five maps. Uh, maybe that's just my bias of hoping it does, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, who do you think is, is going to win that one? To be specific, I think it's going to be the new uh, NYXL. It'll go to a 3-2 with the fifth map being a 2-0 with, from, the, from New York. I think because... Uh, wait, what, wait, actually, what is the overtime called? Oasis. Map? Uh, okay, yeah, that's a map that London has uh, infinitely struggled on. Yep, and you got uh, Libero and Sabiolbi. Um yeah, I think that's too good of a combination. I think I think that you're right. That's going to be a two zero for New York. Yeah, that's gonna, yeah, the fifth map's going to be a two zero for New York. So um, yeah, I'm I'm saying I'm saying it. This you know I think personally, uh, I this this stage I want my this is going to be Libero's um, trial of fire. He's he has to you know he's went from being that perhaps gadget DPS player to to uh to regular rotation DPS player to starting DPS player to now having to be the full time DPS player, he's you know he's at, he's had a road and he's handled it successfully, yeah. And um, he's gonna and he, this match is gonna prove himself that I'm gonna you know that he's gonna set a tone for his stage three, his stage three presence, written all over it and the players for the players for each side. All of all of them. If you have like you, if you have either like either position from any any of the teams, they're all startable. Play them. Yep, absolutely. I think that kind of that sums up the week. Uh, we went a little long, but when don't we? Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, if you did, you know, I normally don't say this after the episodes, but please leave a like, shoot us a review. I'm gonna start reading some of those um, during the the show just to kind of recap things and get some feedback because we do want some feedback as we try to get better at this and and put out this content for you um join our discords i'm going to have a discord link you can also find it on, on the show's twitter account which is going to be fantasy odub or at fantasy odub on twitter and fantasy odub on twitch mikey where can the good people find you uh, well, you can find me on Twitter at WMikeJL. I'm quite active on it. I like to tweet Overwatch. I like to tweet random stuff. Even I like to vent about my ranked experience. So, well, uh, on that, um, I'm my you know I I have a public profile, and uh, I'm op- I'm open to all DMs or uh, DMs or just or just messages. And also, you can find me on the Discord as well. I have the I have the uh, the, the I have the the, the Korean. Uh, <laughs> characters on, on my name uh, i'm one of the one of the mods i'm easily accessible you know message me to talk about overwatch fantasy implications or whatnot i'm all open yeah absolutely and hit me up i'm also in there 
Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, InvictusOdub. Join us in the Discord. We can discuss fantasy as well as just Overwatch strategy, information, pro players, whatever you want to talk about, we're down. Um, other than that, uh, any closing words today, Mikey? Uh, be excellent to each other. That's, that's, <laughs> Vic, that's Vic, as Vic would say. And party and, on, um, dudes. Party on, yeah. You know, stage stage three. This is we're we're heading into the second half of season of season one. Oh yeah, because you know, and if you're watching live, gearing up. If you're watching live, me and Mikey usually jump in. If not for all of the games, I'm usually home for the last two games of the night. Uh, games unless i'm opening at work then i'll be on um i believe i'll be on for all of them on thursday all of them on friday and most of them on saturday so join us in the discord we'll talk about the games live but as mikey said be excellent to each other and party on dudes